What's up everybody? Welcome back to Tammy Talks Podcast. I'm Tammy and this is the review for Love and Hip Hop New York Season 9 Episode 10 Crease the Thames. So the episode starts off with Rich sitting down having a conversation with his daughter Ashley and they're kind of talking. He's kind of checking in on her to see how everything is going with her as far as the situation with her mom and how she's just kind of handling things because his his biggest concern and his biggest worry is all the stress that this is putting on Ashley. So Ashley is only 19 and right now Miracle is looking at between 2 and 20 years, which I personally don't understand that <laughs> that range, but that's the spectrum that apparently that the the public defender gave her. So he's talking to talking to Ashley and she's just saying how like it's starting to hit her more and she's never been as emotional as she has been now. And you um Rich has this conversation with her where he kinda tells her basically don't let what happened to your mama happen to you. Right? The second someone lays a hand on you, call me and I will handle it. So what what happens a lot of times is when kids are in situations where they see something happen to a parent, more specifically when you grow up in the house and you see your mother getting beat on, a lot of, a lot of parents or excuse me, a lot of kids think that that's how love is supposed to go or that's how a relationship is supposed to go. So in Ashley's case, her mother and father are clearly not together. Her mother is married to someone else who has been physically abusive and more than likely mentally abusive. So Rich is like trying to break that stigma, break that cycle now. And he's telling her, don't do what your mother did. Don't put up with what your mother did. Don't wait as long as your mother did to to get help. Like if you're in that situation call me and I'm there right away. So I really like I I typically don't like Rich, but I really I like I'm rocking with Rich this entire season. He's like we see the maturity level of him. He's not with the creep squad anymore. And I think this season of Love and Hip Hop New York is like it's a rebranding kind of so especially for the guys on the show so rich has done like a complete 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 180 and i like the direction he's going and then um ashley just kind of said how she's hope she she doesn't have to like drop out of school and rich just like no that's not gonna happen that's that's not it we know that rich went to college we know that he has his degree he pledged and when you're a parent and you go through all those things you want that and more for your child so he's looking at Ashley and she's gonna have to grow up really really quickly really soon because of the situation that her mother is in and like Rich is just kind of letting her know I got your back so you know call me lean on me like I'm your parent like he told her you're mine so I got you so that was a really, really good scene from Rich and Ashley. Um, next, we move over to Joel's and his kids. He said Kimbella is out hanging out with some of her friends. So he's at home with little Joel's and Bella. And they're like coloring and making cards for, I think it was Kim's 
birthday, they said. So he's asking them, what should we get mommy for her birthday? And Bella is like, oh, we should, um, we should get matching necklaces. And little jewels, it's like, we should get her like a picture or whatever. And then it turns to, oh, we should get mommy a ring. You should propose. And so the kids are like super geek because, wow, mommy and daddy are going to get married. And Jewel's is like, oh, wait, no, no, no. I didn't say that yet. You know, don't think on that just yet. But I guess I want to know what the what is the hold up? Because Jewel's keeps saying that. It's always been Kim Bella for him. It's been something that has like been on his mind. It's always been the ultimate goal, the ultimate dream. They've been rocking together for so long. So like, what is the hold up? A part of me does think that um, Jewels is did marry her just because he was on his way to jail. Um, and that's something that his mother brought up too. There's a scene later in the episode where Rich and his mother are talking. I'm, I'm sorry, Jewels and his mother are talking. And the situation, she's asking him, like, why now? Are you sure this is something that you want to do and that you truly are all in and you're not just doing it because you're getting ready to go away? And Jewels once again reiterates that, no, 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 it's always been her. Like, this is all her. This is what I want to do. So, I mean, we do, we know that they're, that they did get engaged. We know that they did actually get married, like, a couple weeks later. And now in real time, Jewel's maybe headed to jail soon. If he, I don't think he's turned himself in. I feel like that would have been, like, all over the blogs. But he's on his way. So then we have a scene with Maggie, who I completely forgot about completely forgot about Mano as well they haven't had huge huge storylines this season I think they're like b-level characters at this now I wouldn't even give them b I think they're like c-level characters at this point nonetheless Maggie is a stylist she has her own line of hair she owns a shop on the salon so she's in there doing hair and Mano comes in and you know, it's a little cute scene where, oh my God, why you got on all black and I got on all black. So it's a cute little scene. And then it turns into Maggie saying that she wants to get back into music and she wants to get serious about her music career. And Mayno just kind of looks at her like, what? Like, are you serious? And Maggie tells him, you know, when, before she met him, that she was singing and she has like it was always a passion of hers and that she has a song of his that she wants to get on now (laughs) i'm always skeptical about scenes like this because i feel like everybody that comes on loving hip-hop they feel obligated to say they want to do music this is episode 10 maggie has been on at least four or so episodes have I just not heard her mention anything about music? But nonetheless, she tells Mano she wants to jump on one of his songs, one of the songs that she heard him playing recently. He asks her, well, which one? She says a song called like My Chick Batter or something like that. And he tells her that's that's a rap song. 
She said, well, I can rap, I can sing, I can do it all. And I said, okay, Maggie, you rap, sing, do hair. I mean, you out here, girl, if you're going to do it, do it. Mayno, however, does not look like he is on board with it. It's... Mm, Looks like it's going to be a hard no, <laughs> to be honest. So we pan over to Sydney Starr, and we're on episode 10, and this is the first episode. She has not told us that, you know, I'm, I'm transgender, but she showed us. Now, here is my whole entire problem with, with Sydney Starr. So what should have been like a really informative scene where... A lot of people are ignorant to, you know, what transgenders go through in their process. So what could have been an extremely informative scene ends up being a shit show because Sydney, as usual, is being Sydney. So she's in the doctor's office and she said that she wants to go and have her consultation because she wants to get her gender reassignment surgery because in to her, that will make her complete. That will make her be hundred percent woman right so she's at the doctor's office and she's talking to the doctor and she tells him that she's been taking hormones for 15 years so he asked her what pronouns do you prefer and she's like definitely she her and then she starts going on and on i'm like see this and i knew from right there i knew from that second that this scene was going to go all the way the fuck far left so while they're talking she's asking the doctor will she still have sensation so this is for you rocks <laughs> because you asked in your last um youtube in your last recap of last week like how does that work for transgender so they answered it for you but so she was asking like how does that work so the doctor was telling her that they take the penis and they kind of fold it in to create the vagina so they do like she will have a, a clitoris and she will have sensation and she's like yeah because you know i like the fuck and woo and i'm like wow wow like, why? Why do you have to be so crass about it? I don't know if Sydney was like, I'll get to it. But so then she's like, so, you know, <coughs> excuse me. So then she asked, will she be able to take 10 inches? And I'm like, why? Why? And the doctor was like, nope, typically we do, you know, six to seven. And she's like, I don't know, because I mess with the bit. Like, and she's going on and on. The doctor looks uncomfortable. You can see he's calculating how much he actually got paid for this scene and if it was truly worth it. But, like, I feel like Sydney has been watching Black Ink Crew and she's been watching Real Housewives and she's been watching some of these other reality shows and she's picking the loudest character and she's piecing them all together because that's who she's trying to emulate like her now I don't know I did not know who Sydney Starr was I had never heard of her before this show even though she kept saying that everyone knows about her that's a lie because I didn't but she's like, I don't know how she was before, but, like, she just does not come across as genuine on this show. It feels like she's put it on. I don't know if it's for the cameras or whatever the case is, but the doctor was like, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to do that. 
and he just kind of kind of tells her surgery can cost anywhere between thirty thousand to forty thousand dollars. Sydney is shocked. Why? Why? Like you had to have known that this is going to be expensive as fuck. This is an extremely invasive surgery to the point where the doctor even told her, you know, there is a there's a lot of risk. There's um you know, there's a risk that we could tear the rectum or puncture the rectum. Like there's a lot of different risks that are associated with that. And I mean, that's common sense. That is a huge surgery to undertake. That is a huge one. And I just, I don't, like, to me, I don't know if Sydney is, like, serious about this. I just don't. And I'm wondering if, like, she's making a mockery of, like, the rest of the transgender community. Just because it feels like she is doing the absolute most. And she's definitely not representing them in a positive light at all. I can say that for sure. Like... She's like she's not only representing herself terribly, but she's representing their community horribly as well. So she meets up with Mariah Lynn, and she's kind of t- um, they're talking about what happened at the vineyard last time they were all together. Mariah gets all the way upset because I'm not gonna do this because you know what I'm getting upset just talking about it. You caused that whole fight with Naya. You caused that. Mariah went up there to be messy. You were messy with like Trash and Yandy for no reason all of a sudden. And then you got messy with Nia Lee. So I didn't, I didn't, tr- just did not understand that. Sydney tells her that she went to the doctor, how much it's going to cost. And Mariah's like, oh man, what are you going to do for money? She's not going to pull it out her ass. So, of course, Sydney's like, yeah, so I'm going to just start having to, you know, strip or sell ass to get the money. And I'm like, (sighs) okay. So, Mariah decides to help her with her music. And if anybody knows me, y'all know that I have always felt that Once Upon a Time is a bop. I think I've bought, actually, I have bought two songs is it two or three? I've bought two songs off of Love and Hip Hop. One is Mama D, I Deserve, because <laughs> gotta support Mama D. And two, I bought Once Upon a Time Not Long Ago, I Was a Hope. And I'm admitting it, that is a bob. I don't care what nobody say. So I'm like, okay, if Mariah can help you, because Mariah has a little bop on her hands. That's the only one that I know of. Only one I've heard at least. Then she may be able to help Sydney. Sydney needs something that's nice and catchy. That's away from the the one, two, three, four, five, six flow that Sydney puts out. So they get hard at work of hard at work at getting to, um a song together. Alexis Sky. last week we saw Alexis Sky say that she was involved in that shooting that happened with Shadi from Treyway. And Treyway is not looking good right now. Anyways, so I'm wondering what happened with Alexis, Alexis Sky and her her contract. I, maybe we'll find out throughout the course of the season. But we see this episode that she's talking to Jonathan and Mariah Lynn. And she's telling them that she was at that lunch and, 
you, I mean, not Mariah Lynn, Maggie. But she's telling them she was at that lunch and her eye, you know, her life was flashing before her eyes and she thought about her daughter and all this other stuff. So now she wants to try to get out of that contract. She doesn't want to have anything to do with them because she's been calling shoddy and she hasn't been able to make contact with him. So, like, it's just a bad situation to get involved in. I personally, who was on Treyway besides Takashi? That made her want to go over there. Am I missing something? But why, like, why would that be the first, the first label that Alexis Sky thought to go with? All the shit that's been surviving, surrounding Takashi, even before he got arrested, it was just story after story after story about him. He was out here super, super reckless. So why would you want to involve yourself? But whatever, whatever, you know, that whole thing could just be for, for storyline. We know how Mona gets down. So she's telling, they're talking and she tells Maggie, oh, you know what? Um, Mayno invited me to the studio, you know, just want to let you know. So it's not awkward, whatever. He has a song he wants me to get on. Maggie said, oh. Like, Maggie doesn't have a problem with Alexis working with Mayno. That's not her problem. Her problem is that she just asked Mayno to be on the song, and he was apprehensive. But she know that Alexis just started rapping. She just found that out, like the rest of us, that Alexis just started rapping less than a year ago. Come to find out, what a dink that Alexis is going to be on the same song that Maggie wanted to be on. Good job, Mona. Good job keeping us on our toes with this episode. So, Nylee and Jaquay are with Rich. Rich meets up with Jaquay at a pool hall. He's telling, I felt way too much of Miracle's business, but he's telling um, Jaquay about everything that's going on with Miracle's court case and how he's stressed and you know, he's been back and forth to Mississippi. He's trying to, get, you know, help every help her get everything kind of straightened out. So then it turns into Jacquay, like, telling him about Sydney Starr and how he they got into this huge argument because she was trying to, Naya was trying to, like, help her out with more than just the music, but kind of help her out with her image as well. Cue Nia Lee walking into the pool hall and the three of them have a good old key about how Sydney Starr is abrasive and she's not listening and they've been coming to fisticuffs because it's so hard working with her. It's hard watching people work with her. So I can imagine the stress of having to actually be in that situation and be in the moment and having to work with her. So, I mean, kudos to you, Nyalee, but wow. So Rich kind of acts like, why did she get so offended about the clothes and stuff? And that's what a lot of people are trying to figure out. That's what I, f- fuck a lot of people. That's what I'm trying to figure out as well. We know that Sydney said that, you know, it, to her, it attacks her womanhood and it's a sensitive subject for her by her being transgender. You know, her look is very, very personal and stuff to her. And I mean, I get that, but you have to know when to accept help and when to kind of, you know, 
brush little shit off. If Nia Lee's coming up to you with the clothes, take the clothes. And if you don't like them, they just don't wear them. But to take the dress and cut it up like she did the absolute most. So Rick is like, okay, now I got to go meet up with her and find out like what's going on because I'm dealing with some real shit right now. And the last thing I need is to come back in town and hear about more bullshit that you're self-imposing. So we get to... Alexa Sky and Mano in the studio and they're vibing and Maggie comes in like a creep because we saw her like through the cracks and of course the song is playing as she walks <laughs> as she walks up. Mano looked shook. He shuffles and turns it off really quick and then there he's like oh I didn't know you were coming. She kind of looks at him and was like yeah this is the same song that you were that i asked you to be on so alexis kind of looks up like oh shit didn't know that so mano and um maggie get into this argument and you could tell maggie was pissed because she called him jermaine so they get in this argument and she's telling him that you know he's not supporting her and she really wants to do this and he counters back with I didn't know you were serious about it because you don't talk about it. She fires back and says that he doesn't want her in the music industry. He wants her to be a business owner. And he tells her, yes, what's wrong with that? So they're going back and forth, back and forth. It turns into her saying, um, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just go sign with work with somebody else who believes in me. And when that happens, don't get mad at this, that and the other. And I feel like it was kind of a pointless argument for them to have. Um, I think what happens in a lot of these shows are, especially Love and Hip Hop, these women and the men too, because I'm going to get on Love and Hip Hop Miami, they feel that because they have a family member or they're dating someone or a friend that's in the industry, they're supposed to automatically just give them an end. Like Mano has said, he's been working in this industry for 10 years. Somebody, anybody name a Mano song. Like we know who Mano is, but I can't, I cannot in good faith honestly say the name of a Mano track without pulling out my phone and pulling up Apple Music. So Maggie goes and she starts working with um, a friend of hers, I think his name was Hollywood Player. And... I mean, she, I don't know if she was rap singing. It was like Ja Ruling, as I call it. It sounded decent enough. So they cut the record, and then he gets gunned down less than 12 hours later. But, I mean, her song was flashing on the screen, so it eventually did get out. So I was like, wow, that was, that was a lot to have happen within a span of 24 hours. Then we have, oh, Jewel's proposed at the end. We all knew that um, that happened in real time. So we saw that at the um, the Dipset concert. I have, like, how does Jewel's rap when he can barely talk with those teeth in? That's a legitimate question. So Mariah, Lynn, and Sydney Star meet up with Rich. One 
first and fucking foremost, Mariah Lynn should not have been at that meeting. Mariah Lynn should not have been at that meeting. Mariah Lynn should not have been at that meeting. There was no reason for her to be there. It's extremely unprofessional on Sydney's part. So Sydney comes, um, Rich comes in, he comes in super hot, super heavy. And he kind of tells her, like, I'm hearing all this shit about you going back and forth. I'm dealing with real shit, you know, in my personal life. Was good. And Sydney is like, it wasn't on me. It was Nia You know, the way Sydney goes where she doesn't immediately take blame for anything. She likes to blame other people. So her initial reaction is, oh, it's not me, it's not me, it's been Nia Lee, I tried to apologize, and Rich just like, fuck all the bullshit, like, stop it. Then he kind of looks at Mariah Lynn and is like, why are you even here? <laughs> so Mariah Lynn gets offended, why, who knows? So she's mad, and she starts being inappropriate, and is like, oh, you don't question why I'm in your bed at night? Like, the fuck? What are you talking about? What are you doing right now? Make it make sense. That's what I wanted somebody to do. This makes absolutely no sense for you to be there, for one, then for you to get super indignant on top of it. Riley, fuck out of here. This is the second episode that you have talked out of turn. The second, you got three strikes, G. Three. So... Um, Sydney proceeds to tell Rich I brought her because she helped me work on some music and Sydney sees Rich and Mariah Lynn going back and forth and she says oh I'm gonna just play the song I'm gonna play the song to me the song was trash I didn't like it um maybe it could be because I was irritated by the entire situation but I did not like that song Rich said it was catchy, it was waves better than what she had been doing working with Jacquay. I hope Sydney gets it together. I truly, truly, truly do. Um, we know that she wants this music thing so that this music thing to pop off so that she can get her gender reassignment surgery. I suggest she just save her checks from Mona and me because I don't I don't see it happening. I do not see it happening. But that was Love and Hip Hop. I almost said Hollywood. That was Love and Hip Hop New York, Season 9, Episode 10. Um, Creased the Tims. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tammy Talks. The podcast on Instagram is Tammy Talks Podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, share, tell a friend, tweet about me, and I will see y'all next episode.